Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. Yeah, I could be working could all be these worse. hours and not getting paid. Life is hard. I just had a brilliant idea. What's that? What what if you could buy someone's time and like as long as you pay them, you could have them do whatever you want. Well, I used to get lectured about this when I worked for IBM because I'm the kind of person who always does everything myself. And my boss said, you know, you can hire people. And I'm like, right. huh. He's like, you know, he goes, with what you get paid, you could pay somebody half of what you get paid or maybe even less. I don't remember. Anyway, he just said you could pay them a lot less and you could then spend more time doing the work that you get paid a lot of money for. Yeah. Cause he just or wanted, he you just could spend it on the beach in Maui and well, write a book called The Four Hour Work Week. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be that would be okay too. But you'd, I mean, if you were talking in strictly a monetary proposition, you'd be losing money if you took the time off and then paid someone else to do the work that you would have been doing. doing Not your time if off. you recouped it in the book sales. Well. Anyway, it, it works out. I've been skin a cat there. I've yeah. been super busy. The weather now is totally is ideal for getting some yard work done. And so back in the day, a thousand years ago, when I was first starting my business down here, um, I used to drop by the the unemployment office for you know just to just to look for work, just to check in. And there'd be these day laborers that would show up there at like seven in the morning, and then contractors would come. And just pick them up. If they needed an extra hand for the day, they'd just pick somebody up and they would take them yeah, to the I've job. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, and then afterward they'd drop them off. Um, so I just thought, well, I'm not going to drive all the way over there first thing in the morning and find out that they don't do that anymore, right? Like that they ran them off and said, no, you can't hang out here, right? So I just called the office. I said, have you got people that hang out up front in the morning? If I just drove by and, you know, had some work for someone to do, I could pick somebody up. And they said... Well, hey, yeah, if you got work, though, we can just put it in our little docket and we'll let people know and, you know, and we'll have somebody for you. But it never occurred to me that a person now, I mean, maybe you're doing it under the business or whatever, but. No, no, no. And I asked him about that, too. But it never occurred to me that a person could just do that. Like, I thought you had to be a company or something. I just never thought of it. And that's pretty amazing on a couple of levels because one is from an entrepreneurial standpoint, right? You could kind of steamroll your way through getting things done, you know, like, okay, I got 500 bucks. I can get three people to do this thing Oh, you, you can know, get, for yeah, me I mean, you could, or whatever. And then when that's done for a day, <clears throat> or whatever, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, or you get but, one person for five days. But if you have one, but then re- you get that one thing accomplished, you know, and it's yeah. checked off, and then you move on to the next one when you got enough money. That's well, wrong. and like I said, if you're doing your job, like right now, I'm making you know probably four times what I'll be paying this person. So if I'm doing my job while they're doing stuff that I would otherwise have to do, and it's an hour for hour exchange, then I'm coming out way ahead. Right, and that's the other crazy thing that I thought of is that when you peel that statement back a little bit, like, that's nuts. Like, actually, you can buy hours of somebody else's life. 
<laughs> you know well, I mean? I mean, that's what people are doing with all of us. It's everybody that goes I, to I work. know. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. The it's trick like, is to be. The trick is to to make enough money that someone else's <laughs> hours are worth less than yours. <laughs> that's the arbitrage we're going for there. Well, I mean, or whatever that word. I is. wouldn't. I wouldn't do it if I were. If I were getting paid five bucks an hour and I was going to pay somebody ten bucks an hour to do something, I wouldn't do it because I'd be like, "Well, I'll just go do it myself." And uh, and in the hour that I would have paid them ten dollars, I'll lose five dollars of my employment, but it'll be worth it because I'll come out five dollars ahead, right? But if I'm making, you know, let's say sixty dollars an hour and I'm paying them fifteen, well, that's a pretty good deal because I can go and work for another hour while I pay them for an hour, and now I'm ahead. So. Yeah. Oh, mathematically, it's beautiful. But these are lives. These are precious time on Earth. You only get so much of it. And somebody else can just pony up and go like. I'm doing somebody a favor because if they're they're working for a contractor, they're going to get 10 bucks an hour. I'm going to pay them at least 50 percent more than that. And they're going to have the easiest day of their fucking life. I'm not saying you're yeah. taking advantage because of them I'm not, at all. I'm, I I'm just even, saying you know, on the greater scale, like you were saying, that's how we get by in life. Yeah, it's well, just, there's I, a little I, bit of uh, nihilism in there, I think. See, this is something I almost never do because I am all I'm into doing everything myself. And like I said, it's self-defeating sometimes to do everything yourself because if you're really busy then you're just getting further and further behind, and it's silly. And then the other thing Absolutely. is sometimes sometimes it helps to have somebody to help. Like I was thinking that while this person's here, I'm going to survey a little bit where I wanted to survey because I can have him hold the pole, which is a hell of a lot easier than when I was surveying alone. Right? Everything I did, I <laughs> I had to go you know, set up a pole, go shoot it. I actually worked out a way, I thought it was pretty clever of me, to um, – to figure out exactly where a pole needed to be if I needed it to be a specific, like on a specific line, and I couldn't look through the transit while I was moving the pole around, right? That's usually what you have somebody else do. You go a little bit to the left, a little to the right, you know, just like two inches over. Um, So what I did was I took a yardstick, and I laid it horizontally, you know, perpendicular to my line of sight. And then I would sight on the yardstick and get the exact point on the yardstick that my line crossed the yardstick. And then I'd go stick my post in at that line, and then I'd go back and verify that I got it in the right spot. There you go. But that way I could get – all I had to do is be within three feet. Right? I just See, to, what do you need those other people for? You got this. <laughs> yeah, except hopefully if they're industrious, we'll get a lot more done because I've got I've got trimming to do. I've got raking to do. I've got sticks to pick up from the store. That does not sound like the easiest day of my life at all. Well, they don't have to work hard. They just got to keep working. They got to keep moving. And then, and then when we're done, you know, they're gonna get they're gonna get paid well. I'm not gonna. My you know, back would start hurting about two seconds in. See, my back doesn't hurt from work pain. like that. My my back hurts from sitting at my desk. That's what kills my back. I don't know why it does what it does, but I know that any time I start having to pick stuff up or whatever, it like feels like it ceases, and I'm just. Done the rest of the day. All I know is can't move. Today has been a weird. I can sit though. <laughs> today has been a, a weird, wild day. I was trying to do my Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson would say that's weird, wild stuff. Yep. Um, but uh, I am that old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be pretty old to remember Johnny Carson. I mean, he he kind of went off the air when I was pretty young. 
Um, but I remember when my mom and dad used to watch him, and I thought he was the most boring thing ever. But as I got a little bit older, I started to appreciate how, how good he really was. He was really good. And of course, I'm a big David Letterman fan. I grew up with David Letterman. He's like my favorite. But of course, now he's gone too. He's not yeah. dead yet, but he's gone. Um, is Johnny Carson dead? I assume he is. He'd have to be. I have no idea. I'm pretty actually. sure he's been dead for a long time because I think he... If not, apologies to Johnny Carson. Yeah, right. And right. his family. Yeah, he's listening. Um, <laughs> so today was crazy, okay? Uh started out, you know, just a Tuesday morning, right? And I had to take the dog to the vet to get his heartworm meds, and I was hoping to get him in to see the vet so he could get his uh, rabies update. He needs a vaccination. And... um we didn't get to do the latter. I did pick up his heartworm meds that I really needed to pick up, but they were so busy it was going to be hours waiting to get the rabies shot. So I was like, screw that. I'll come back some other time. Um, so I go back home to go to work, and then I had to go to the post office to, to mail something. And I thought, well, while I'm out, I might as well just go into town and get some cash for this guy that's coming out to help me tomorrow. And... Um, and I thought, well, as long as I'm going into town, it's about lunchtime. I want to go grab a bite to eat somewhere. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait, I can kill two birds with one stone. I'll get something from the deli at the grocery store and get cash from them. Because as long as you buy something, they give you cash for free. Right. Um, so I get like halfway, two-thirds of the way to town and remember that I've got a new debit card and the PIN number is different than the one that I normally would use. And I was like, what the hell was the PIN number? I had never used my, because remember when I lost my wallet? Yes. I've never used my debit card, or if I have, I don't remember using it, but I don't remember ever using the PIN. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm almost to town, and I don't have the PIN, and I need my debit card to get cash. So I turn around, start heading back home, and because I know that the PIN number is like sitting on the kitchen table or something. It's like buried under some papers, but it's there. And I get about, I don't know, almost home. I'm like a mile from my house, sitting at the stoplight, and I'm going, I know what the pin number is. It was like really easy to remember. <laughs> and I'm, so I turn around. I turn around, head back to the store. And oh, then as geez. I'm putting the pin number in, I'm like, this better be right. right? Like I, I hope I remembered this right. But, but it's a really, I'm not going to tell anybody what the pin is, but it's a really obvious number. Like I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. The reason I didn't make a big deal out of remembering it was because it's so easy to remember. Right. And, uh, and anyway, I get, get there and punch in the number at the store and there's this delay. Right. And then the thing comes up and says, you know, like, thank you or whatever the hell it says. And I'm like, Oh, good. Right. In that <laughs> space yeah. waiting for approval, waiting for approval. Uh. Yeah. It was pretty quick, but I was just, there was a moment there where I'm like, well, this, this is the moment of truth. Is this pin number going to work? But it did, and I I don't think I could forget that PIN number, except that, you know, like any number, if you don't use it long enough, you're like, oh, it's so easy to remember, but what the fuck was it? Right. You know, was it my birth year? Was it my, you know, my dog's social security number? I inverted the fourth number of the third yeah. character of every letter of my last name. Yeah, maybe when we're off the air, I'll tell you what it was, because it really is kind of funny what it is. Um, anyway, so back to the the stuff at hand here. Um, we have stuff at hand? Well, let's just 
talk about some of the current events for a minute. I, I get yelled at sometimes for not talking about any news, but I'm like, well, I try to avoid the news. Do you? Who's yelling at you? Oh, I can't say. Send them to me. Exactly. That's some bullshit. <laughs> um, well, just just as a reminder, uh, anybody who's going to get bored with the news, we are going to have a rather uh, lively discussion later about about uh, drag queens dancing for for preschool students and and getting, you know elementary school students. But, that, um, but that's coming up in our next segment. No, it's, like coming, later, yeah, it's coming later. up after the news. Right. So later. I just want to mention some of the news stories because there's a lot going on. Today, uh, the Russian Duma voted to uh, annex uh, the parts of Ukraine that, that, uh, that, Ru- that Putin declared as part of Russia. So it's, it's now official that, um, that a good deal of Ukraine belongs to Russia. They're going to redraw the maps and... Um, and official to Russia or official to the no only real? to Russia. <laughs> Russia okay. is the only one suffering from this delusion at the moment. But um, actually, some of the parts that they claim they don't even control. Uh, Ukraine already controls them. But I'm sure it's in Russia's plan to drive the Ukrainians out of those areas to have total control of them. But the the interesting part of this particular tidbit of news is that since the Ukrainians are now attacking Russian territory. Russia feels justified in using whatever force, right? They have available, which includes well. That's the whole. That's the whole point of them issuing the map. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just the the excuse. Yeah, that's all like, it is. It's hmm. it's the justification for defending your own homeland, and now you can use nukes or you can do whatever you have to do. You know, you can. All right. Who's got their money on nuclear war now? That's the yeah. trajectory. Ooh, you know what? I like. I follow the NFL. Mm-hmm. And every week they do the power rankings, right? And they go through all 32 teams and talk about who's number one and uh, why and number two. Who and they move it? up up and down. It doesn't matter who it is. Well, it does my matter po- who it is, but go ahead. My point is. I'm sure is, it matters to them. We're going to do that with the extinction pool. <clears throat> oh, I we're see. Gonna we're going to shuffle them around a bit. Put the top one. Yeah, what's leading, you know, because because of this recent development, because of Russia drawing the map and now saying, you know, whatever means necessary to do. So nuclear war goes higher up the list. It's more likely now, right? How many people have bought a lotto ticket so far? None. That's not we haven't point. sold any tickets? No. Jeez, oh, we need to sell they're, a billion of them. They're, they're $10 million a ticket. Oh, we could sell them cheaper than that. We just have to sell more of them. All right. So they're $9 billion a ticket. <laughs> anyway. We don't need that much. If we if we sold them for $1,000 a ticket and sold 1000 of them, I'd be happy. Yeah. It's only a million. You can't or, get- or we could do this. You could get a mm-hmm. subscription, right? And how much that is over the lifetime of the subscription is really up to how likely you think any of these events are in the near future. Mm. See what I'm saying? No, no, I don't like, like if it's two bucks a month or something, Hey, I can get in this thing for two bucks because by next month we're all history. It'll be cheaper than if I believe we're still going to last another 10 years before the AI takes over. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I think I think we're heading for an end pretty quick here. I don't know how it's going to come down, but you like Letterman. We'll do a top ten list. Oh God, Letterman is top. Uh, he wasn't the only one. Number I don't know. 10. Did he start that? Because there's like all these. You know, I don't know. One of my pet peeves on the internet is these uh, these uh, top ten, this top twenty, that top whatever. Oh, I I think it's brilliant. They've found a way to to get you to click through a lot of ads. Well, to yeah, and to deliver uh, content, like they formatted their content so that they never have to think like, what do I got to write about today? You know. Oh like, yeah, but the ones I'm, the ones a, I'm talking about are the clickbait where they you know they yeah, say yeah. like the top most beautiful bikini models, right? So yeah. so you click on it and you get a picture of one of the bikini models, right? And then, and then you, you have, have a next button. Next. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, and they have ads on every page, and all they're doing is selling ads. That's all they're doing. They're selling ads on every single page, and they're they're getting paid per click, per view, you know, whatever. And, uh, and and this is just a great way to get somebody to click through because they, they, they put all the ugly ones in the front. They make you click through to the end to the, see the really the good ones. The ugly, beautiful bikini models? Yeah, it's all relative, right? But <laughs> the, the point is they, they you know, they get you – They'll, they'll have like a cover image on the, you know, where the link is that's like some really, really sexy, you know, thing, right? That's, you know, just really going to draw everybody in. And they won't have that one until the yeah, very last. last. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course. So yeah. the whole thing is just, I mean, they don't even care if you just click through them really fast and never look at any ads or never even see the pictures. They just want to get paid for the clicks. Yep. It just drives me nuts because. That's the, why they call them clickbait. Yeah, well, it's just the whole internet is 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 turning into this crazy world where yeah. you know, it's it's all scams to make money. I mean, you can't trust anything. Yeah. It got capitalismified. Even worse than that. I mean, there's no product. It's just how can we get people to do things that will make us money without doing anything for them? Right. You know, it's well, just, yeah, that's it, true. It's just crap. I I just get so tired of, and it's not just that either. Like, there's this whole you know like subculture on the internet of people that attack other people and dox people and all this stuff, and and uh, and it's it's kind of hard to do anything about it because it's not one person, right? You're not when you're dealing with you know four chan or eight chan or or whatever the latest site is where people are gathering together. I think they said there was there's a new one that I hadn't heard of before, but um. But there will be thousands of people that will basically go after somebody, you know, making threats and and posting their information and stuff. And you don't have like a target, you know. It's like it's like attacking a botnet. Yeah, and we've just allowed this to get so out of hand. You know, we could have nipped it in the bud in the beginning. The first guy who sent spam email. We could have taken him out and publicly shot him, and that we could have just <laughs> headed this off. But you know, we the spam people that send out spam make a lot of money, Be- at least in the beginning. Hormel? <laughs> no, 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 no. Unsolicited email. Um, I mean, if you want to get right down to it, we call it UCE in, in the technical world because UCE is actually more accurate. Unsolicited email, but the the thing that I'm Getting at though is that there was tons of money to be made in this because if they got, you know, point one point zero zero one percent of the people to click on something, they could make money, right? It just was yeah. the 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 sending out you know two million emails costs virtually nothing. 
Um, and they could just harvest addresses from all over the place. And, of course, back then we were all stupid enough to post our email addresses and, and our profiles because we thought, you know, hey, we want people to send us email. And then we right. found out that they were writing robots to go around to collect them all off the profiles. And, and every business you gave your email to sold it to somebody who was making a list, you know. You've got mail. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, mail is almost useless now. You know, it mails the hardest thing in the world, the most unreliable. I don't want to say it's the most unreliable, but it is pretty unreliable. You can't assume if you send somebody an email that they got it because there's so many filters and things in between that can misfire. Because did I ever tell you the story about when I was trying to send my mom an email and I couldn't get it through? And I, I kept. She asked me to send her an email uh, with a link to a Canadian pharmacy. <laughs> okay. And a Canadian pharmacy is like a trigger. I could not, no matter how I worded it, no matter what it's I added a trigger. to it. Yeah, for spam filters, at least for for her for the company that she gets her email through, it mm. would bounce it back instantly. And I tried putting all kinds of wrappers in. I tried doing different things. Finally, I put the link on a web page, and sent her a link to that page, <laughs> so she could click that link to get the link off the other page. But you couldn't reference Canadian Pharmacy because apparently that's something that people trying to sell you. Uh, drugs, you know, um, probably prescription drugs, but still drugs, you know, they're trying to, trying to make money off of you. They're trying to say, hey, look, you can buy your, you know, XYZ medications from this Canadian pharmacy. Well, that's what my mom was doing too, but she wanted to. Anyway, it just, it's just crazy <laughs> because I tried, I tried sending it to her every way I could think of and I could not get it to her. And I was like, this is so stupid. But this is the thing is we have put in uh, filters and, 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 you know, and AIs that are, you know, learning all the time what is spam and what is not spam. And, of course, they get it wrong. And I've had many times. Oh, AI takeover is going down. In the <laughs> yeah, because now we can't get our email. Yeah, this one. So, so you'll have, you know, your house will get blown up while you're in it. And, uh, and they'll be like, you weren't supposed to be in your house. We were you know, targeting it for destruction, and we sent you an email. <laughs> like, I didn't get it. Of course, it's too late now. You're going to say you didn't get it because you got blown didn't up. Didn't check your spam filters, did you? That's right. Mm, yeah, well, and then, of course, the other does. thing is, you know, you got to check your spam folder because anybody, a lot of these um, spam folders from the email clients that people use, they're just based on who you send email to and who you've received email from in the past. So if an email comes in from somebody you don't know, it automatically goes in the spam folder. It's like, ah, it can't be anybody you care about because you've never talked to them before. Right. So, I mean, it's just, there's just so many ridiculous limitations but, now. But but you can't get phones to work like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Why can't phones work like that? When the number rings in, like, oh, you've never talked to them before. You don't want that. Send it to voicemail. Well, you can if you... If you say I won't take any calls, from, no, no, you can. Your phone can be programmed to not take calls from anybody that's not on your contact list. Like in the settings, or like yeah, in the, set, in the settings. No, there's a there's a oh way, really? Yeah, there's a way to do it. So so anybody that's not in your contact list, this goes to voicemail. Wow. Um, yeah, I think it's well, Android. What are you using an iPhone? Yeah, iPhone's even better, I think, but Android does it too. Um, Sweet. Yeah, I can't. Investigate. I learned something on the podcast. I can't do tonight. that, That's though. Awesome. I can't with the business and the fact that I get calls from all these different people that 
I work with or you know may not have my address book. I just can't do it. So, but yeah, I do get I do get, get a, a lot of, from one if, of the workers. If my phone rings, you know, ten times in a week, I can tell you that nine times will be a bot or a, yep. or or an unsolicited phone call. Um, and the phone companies have no excuse, by the way. They could solve this problem. The email thing, email was developed back before anybody even thought about people abusing the Internet. It was like, oh, it was just this group of researchers who were exchanging information, and they were all just a happy crowd, right? The world wasn't on there, and nobody abused it, and so they never really considered you know, putting security in email. And now that we've got so many email clients and so many email servers and all this stuff, we're like, yeah, it's really hard to change it. I mean, we're putting little features in email to try to secure things. And there are quite a few ways that it is secured more than it used to be. But it's uh, really what all we need is we need a whole new system, a whole new protocol, you know, some new rules, some new, and then, ha- and then we get everybody onto that. But that's kind of what Facebook did, right? They said, oh, look, you can send messages through Facebook. You right. can avoid mail. But then you have to be on Facebook, right? And so you have this proprietary system. And they're like, well, why well, not? And, and you, every account has to hook into an email address, so you can't get away from email anyway. No, but nobody uses their email. They just use, you know, a lot of times people just use Facebook. And that's fine for people on Facebook. It's not so good for people who don't want to be on Facebook and don't want to be tracked everywhere they go and everything they say. Right. So you want to talk about drag queens? Sure. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember last week, um, after the show, we talked about this uh, thing that I forgot to bring up. There was a uh, family-friendly event, and I put that in quotes, family-friendly event in Texas at a nightclub where these, um, I think it was during Pride Week. That was part of the deal. It was during Pride Week. And the it was sold to the parents as this, you know, a place they could take their children uh, where they could see some, oh, you know, God. people dressed in drag and stuff. Well, of course, oh, it wasn't, God. it wasn't, I mean, there's a video somewhere online of this, and I saw the video. It was, it was insanely sexualized. I mean, and, and they had the kids, and, and these were small kids. Some of them were being held by their parents. Like, they were so small, they couldn't, you know, stand on the floor and reach a G-string. So, they were sitting in their parents. These were the kids were probably... I would say they ranged in age from two or three to seven or eight, maybe ten at the most. I mean, it's just ridiculously young children. And so here are these parents at this nightclub sitting on bar stools at the bar. The kids are, you know, putting dollar bills into the G-strings of these very sexy-looking dancers who are who are doing a, a titillating, you know, sexy dance like they would do for adult patrons. And I'm like, what the hell, right? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I've had I've had people tell me like they have. I don't know if you're familiar with the um, God. I don't remember what it's called now. It's something like a drag queen book club or book thing. Anyway, that some person dressed in drag reads a book at the local public library or something to some kids. Mm, I have no idea. The idea of it is um, that they want to introduce kids to different types of people, right? Yes. Let them know that it's okay. These people aren't dangerous, right? And then, and that's cool. Yes. I don't really necessarily see the point. These are the people in your neighborhood. Yeah, your so, neighborhood. So you got some. You know, usually it's a man dressed in drag who's mm-hmm. just reading a book to the kids, and that's pretty, you know, harmless. 
Now, of course, there's people raising holy hell about that, and that's where I was going, is I hear people talk about how, oh, they're introducing our kids to drag queens and all this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, because I think I've said more than once on this podcast, there's never been a correlation, you know, a proof of causation. I'm sorry, correlation, there probably has There's never been proof of causation of any actual harm done to, to children when you're just exposing them to, you know, human sexuality. Now, if you're exploiting children, if you're using them as the target, that's a whole different matter. Um, but, you know, in this case, I feel like the kids were being somewhat exploited because they're being asked to put money in G-strings. It's like, come on, really? Yeah. You know? Well, and like you said, it's over-sexualized. Like if a drag queen's sitting there reading a book. Yeah, exactly. That's different, right? I can't imagine that the parents didn't just, or I can't understand why the parents just didn't turn around and walk out. I mean, you got you got to wonder about parents who take their kids to a nightclub for a drag show, even if they say it's family friendly. You just got to wonder, right? Right. It's like the clickbait, you know. You just got to go. I know why they want me to click on this, and I'm not going to see this really sexy picture that I want to see. It won't even be in there, you know. Um, well, it's a whole different matter. But I'm just saying, you know, the kids. I just don't get it. I don't. I don't have a problem with the book club thing. But I don't know that I would take my kids to it because I really don't see the point. Like I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I just, I just teach my kids that like when we run into people that are you know indifferent, you just say, hey, you know, everybody's different. You know, you you can dress the way you want to dress, and so can they. But anyway, I keep getting these people that I know who are kind of Trump supporters, more conservative people, they'll throw this up in my face. They'll be like, well, yeah, but these people in Goldsboro had this, you know, drag show at the elementary school. And I'm like, no fucking way, right? <laughs> but now you're thinking, hmm. Yeah, maybe, now I am. And maybe. I, <laughs> I've done some research on it. Okay, I have looked, you know, Googled news and searched everything I could find to see if there was such a thing or if anybody, you know, had any actual evidence of it. And for the most part, I can't find it. So it probably was made up. But, but they're doing stuff like this and they're doing stuff that is a little over the top. And I don't really know who's doing it. You know, I don't know if it's some idiot who just thinks it's funny or if it's some super progressive person who's like, we just have to introduce four-year-olds to all versions of human sexuality. You know, I'm like, um, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> They'll discover it in due time. I think, you know, again, you just have to let kids discover things at their own pace. You know, they'll they'll figure it out as they learn. I mean, I know there's lots of stuff when I was really young that I just didn't really know to see because I didn't know what was going on, right? You just don't pay any exactly. attention to stuff you don't care about. You don't have yeah. Well, and you don't have any context. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I so mean, it doesn't. You're not thinking, oh, your dad's getting some, you know. You're just wondering what those weird noises coming in the bedroom are. Exactly. Yeah. What What worried me was when, you know, mom would scream and I'd think dad was beating her or something. Because, <laughs> well, he did stuff like that sometimes. So, you know, it wasn't impossible. But but you have, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't grow up in, like, a perfect household, you know. Yeah, well, I, okay. <laughs> Sorry. But I'm just saying, like, when something would sound like someone was being injured and they really weren't, you know, yeah. you'd be like, you'd be like, oh, is mommy okay? You know, and mommy's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Um, 
But it's t- I, that's the, you know, like I said, even if they'd have told me, oh, we're just having sex, I'd be like, you're doing what? <laughs> okay. What does this mean? I don't understand. I remember one time, it was super yeah, embarrassing. But I, you'd have been all right. So. Super embarrassing moment for me. I found one of my mom's pads in the bathroom trash and had blood on it. And I wanted to know what happened to my mom that she was bleeding or what happened or who was bleeding or whatever. I don't remember what the question was, but it basically had to do with being concerned about someone bleeding to death, you know, or having a bad cut or something. And my mom laughed yeah. at me. My mom thought that was funny. <clears throat> but, you know, it was pretty embarrassing for me because mom had to tell all her friends about it, you know, how I just didn't know what that was. Like, Well, yeah. how would I know? I mean, how, there are women who don't know when they have their period what it is. She just thought it was cute. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it was. It she just, thought it was cute it was that you were concerned for her. Yeah, it's not quite the way it came across. But, okay. But I guess it's well, always fun to laugh at other people's ignorance. Could be worse. I suppose I could have died right there on the spot, and then I wouldn't be here today talking to you, thinking it's got to be close to bedtime. It does. It always has to be close to bedtime. God, bedtime is kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? I can't like, believe, though, when I'm getting ready to do this podcast, I got 15 minutes left. I got to get my sourdough bread ready for for tomorrow to make bread. And my freaking phones are blowing up with text messages from three different people. It's after 10 o'clock, and all of a sudden I'm getting text messages from everybody in the fucking world. I'm like, what the hell? And I can't just check my phone because I'm stirring flour wait, into water. Wait, 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 wait. There's three people in the world? Three, yes. Not two. That's it? Three. Well, did you expect more? Yeah. Oh, there's no Like way. a lot more. I mean, we talk about a bunch of them. Mm, that's true. <laughs> well, let's see. Oh, let's count them. Okay, there's the Florida man, right? <laughs> yeah. There's Trump. Yeah. There's Putin. That's three yeah. already. Is there anybody else? That's it. Those are the three people that were texting you prior to the show. Yeah, no, it wasn't. We just proved it mathematically. <sighs> yeah. I kind of wish what they were they would. Saying? I wish, yeah, I wish they would text me. I, lo- I have a few words for, for a couple of them. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. And those people that were shaking their, you know, money makers at the nightclub for those children, I have some words for them too, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess I'm just cranky. I think I'm just in a, in a bad mood. So I guess we should probably, uh, sign you're, you're getting old. Yeah. There's some of that too, but I just get want off pe- my lawn. I just want people to be sensible. I don't, I know that that's probably that's, an old thing to say, but yeah, that's asking way too much. It's, it's, I am not put raising the bar very high when I say that. When I say sensible, I'm not talking like you have to do some, you know, careful, in-depth thinking. I'm just talking about like, you know. Not be a fruitcake? Yeah, give it the, what's the test? The, um, you know, the spit test. I don't know. Something where you'd be like, you know, would I want my little sister to do this? You know, or, or something. I don't know. I just... I just think it's not that hard to go, you know, is this something that I really want to, for people to be doing? Um, I mean, like there's a guy that goes by here on a motorcycle that's so freaking loud I can hear him three miles down the road. Like why? Yeah. You know why? <laughs> why do you think that's a good idea? 
You think? Uh, sorry. I well, I was going to say I I have a problem with this one myself, and and it's not even because they're inconsiderate. That is the point, right? Like the reason they're doing that is purposefully to annoy the shit out of you, and that makes it even worse, right? Yeah. Like there's no. Like, I'm in my own little world, and I'm my own biggest fan, and everything else is meaningless, and so I don't even, you know, acknowledge the rest of the world. That's one. That's, you know, something. But when you're doing it on purpose, like, I'm going to wake these fuckers up, watch this, ha-ha, you know, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes they just think they're cool. They think, I know, they think and that's all why in, they think they're cool. We're all impressed with their, you know speedy motorcycle and the loud noises it makes. No, that's what I'm telling you is they're not trying to impress us. They're trying to impress their buddies by annoying us. Maybe. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care why they're doing it. That doesn't <laughs> that doesn't even factor into my calculus. It, to well, me it does to mine. To me, I think they're really stupid and that's from my perspective. It's obviously subjective. But when I was younger and I was doing shit, I didn't want people to know when I was coming and I didn't want them to know when I was going and I didn't want them to be able to tell from three miles away that I was out there. I had everything I owned, if it was at all possible, I had to be as quiet as it could possibly be because to me, being noisy drew attention. Right. And I mean... Well, and that's the other reason they do it. If I wanted to take this guy out, he would be so easy to take out because I could be relaxed on the side of the road, kick back, you know, drinking some moonshine. And he'd, he'd give me so much forewarning that he was coming. I could string a damn cable across the highway in front of him. <laughs> you know, it's just stupid. It's not, to me, that's like, no, you don't want to tell, not just the people around you, but the people for a three-mile radius that you're coming down the road. Right. Anyway, on that note... It's a tactical error. You're giving away your position. Yeah, and I guess it's just the way I think. That's why I said it's subjective. Some people might think, I want the whole world to know where I am. Man, they need to... You know, I'm cool and I'm special and, you know, people need to know I'm coming. And I'm like, well, you better hope they like you. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. That always happens. We just get interrupted by that silly music. Life is hard. But it could be worse.